Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Persis Poku. We thank you all for listening, and uh, we thank you all for the emails and uh, the prayers and encouragement as we tackle this subject of life. Um, We've been talking about God's doctrine on humanity and how God has fashioned us not to give up, but to develop a relationship with him, And allowing him to infuse us with the hope, with the direction, uh, with the purpose for us to keep on going despite the challenges. Uh, We've said in previous episodes that it's not God's will that any man or woman perish in terms of our eternality. But at the same time, on a subject of suicide and uh, this euthanasia, as, as many people call it, uh, God doesn't want us to intentionally take our lives. God wants us to persevere. That's what the scriptures tell us. Regardless of what we're going through, he wants us to rely on him to take us through the storm, not to give up, not to quit, but to persevere. Then we gave reasons of why uh, God doesn't want, want us to quit. Number one, We talked about Psalms 139 and how the psalmist talks about um, when I was in my mother's womb, uh, God was acquainted with him. Uh, He he fashioned him. uh, He shaped him. And God knew of him while he was in his mother's womb. And God uh, created you for a purpose. God created you, um, number one, for you to consider inviting Christ into your heart. Because we're living in a fallen world, when we are born, um, we are born as sinners. But God wants a relationship with you. God wants to show you what he created you to do. He wants to show you who you are. God has the definition uh, for us in terms of who we are as humans. And we talked about humanity uh, is a com- uh, it's a composition, meaning a, a, a composite. We are Um, a combination of body, soul, or some people say body, spirit. Um, That's a whole nother topic in terms of the uh, distinction between the soul and the spirit. But we're body, soul. So basically we are the physical in in combination with the metaphysical, which is our soul, our essence. That's who we are. Then we talked about how we are made in the image of God. That's another reason why we shouldn't give up. We are made in the image of God, and God loves us so much uh, that he's made us very different than any other of the other creation. Out of the three categories of soul, we're the only group that God says he created in his image. God made the vegetative soul. God made the animalistic soul. Then God made human soul. And it's only to the human soul that uh, God gives the ability uh, to think 
or the ability to process like we process. We process on a, on a different level. Uh, we think on a different level. We judge just like, judge, uh, just like God on, on a different level. Where, where God is eternal and infinite, we are finite. finite. We, are, uh, we are infinite. I mean, we are finite. Uh, God is infinite. And so we are a finite reflection of the infinite God. So whereas uh, God is able to love infinitely, we're able to love uh, finitely. Where God is able to love or judge infinitely, we're able to also judge in a finite way. So God created us in his image. And as a result, uh, just like God doesn't give up on us, we shouldn't give up on ourselves. doesn't matter how many sins we have committed. Uh, once we are in Christ, God wipes it all clean. Uh, you may be suffering with a terminal uh, disease of some sort. Um, God hasn't given up on you, so don't give up on yourself. Uh, you may be in a lot of pain, um, and we recognize that. But don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. God has not given up on you. Um, you may be uh, outcast, meaning you don't have uh, family members to talk to as you would like. But don't give up on yourself. God has not given up on you. Um, People may have called you names, ridiculed you, may have belittled you. But don't give up on yourself because God has not given up on you. Um, You may feel as though you are a burden. Don't give up on yourself. You're not a burden. God loves you, and he wants you to love yourself in a way that he loves you, in a finite way, but yet... um, it's love, nevertheless, just like uh, Corinthians 13 talks about. So we talked about that in the previous episode. So this is part three of life. Uh, we, we will conclude on this episode in terms of this topic. But whoever you are, uh, if you're uh, highly depressed, I invite you to consider Christ. And it, just like we said in the previous episode, we are not negating the reality of health challenges, physical health challenges for many people. We're not uh, diminishing the fact that people are going through um, biological issues and w- which, which causes them to feel a certain way. We're not denying that. We're not denying that some people do need a prescription from their doctors. Uh, we're not denying that. But we posited this question. What if uh, an individual's issue is not physical but rather metaphysical. What if um, our true hindrance is not physical, but spiritual? And if our issues are spiritual, what are we to do about it? And the only one that can help us is Jesus. That was our argument. Uh, The spiritual realm is real. The devil is real. Uh, demons are real. And I know in our society, we don't like to talk about that a lot. But just because we don't talk about it doesn't mean it's going anywhere. If we look at our society, we see all the evil that's going on. And, and, and a lot of it has to do with the spiritual realm. There are many people that are left unprotected from Satan 
because we don't have the covering of Jesus Christ. We have not put on the helmet of salvation. We have not put on the breastplate of righteousness. We have not uh, put on uh, our, our feet shotted in gospel of peace. We, we, we haven't done all of that. So we are left ill-prepared to deal with the attacks of Satan. And it is Satan who desires for us to take our lives. It is, it is Satan who whispers to us that our lives are not worth it. It is Satan who whip, uh, whispers to us that we are a burden. It is Satan who whispers to us that um, there's, it's, it's not worth it to keep living. It is Satan who whispers to us uh, quitting. That's what he does. So we need help. And the only one that can help us resist the lies of the devil is Jesus Christ. It is through knowing him. It is through accepting him that we can fight a good fight. It is, th- it is through Jesus alone that we're able to deal with the struggles of life. The reality is, uh, as bad as things may seem, there is joy available. There is peace available, which is found through Jesus Christ. Let me read the scripture in terms of this spiritual warfare. Uh, the devil is a liar. John eight forty three through 44. John eight forty three through 44. Why do you not understand what I am saying? It is because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there's no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So this is Jesus talking to his audience uh, that were around him at that time, and um, he's challenging their motives. He's, he's, he's basically uh, prophetically speaking to the condition of some of their hearts. So he's speaking to those who have not accepted uh, Jesus' ministry, who have not accepted the Son of Man. He's speaking to them, and, and he's asking a rhetorical question. Why do you not understand what I'm saying? It is because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. That's who we're dealing with. We're dealing with a master manipulator. We're dealing with... Uh, someone who is not the way that he portrays himself. The devil portray himself as a friend. He portray himself as a confidant. He portray himself as a counselor, but he's not the type of counselor that you need. Uh, The devil uh, will portray himself in a certain way, which will cause you to trust him and his demonic uh, uh, beings but yet, once he gets you started, he's not there to help you when you fall. And you will fall when we give in to the devil. Uh, the devil whispers lies. And as I stated, those lies uh, are such as this topic that we're dealing with, uh, giving up on yourself, trying to intentionally take your own life. That is a, that's the whispers of the devil. The devil is a liar. 
And God wants us to recognize that about him. This is why this is in the scripture. He, he wants us to never listen to the words of the devil. You may be saying to yourself, how do I know if it's the devil? If it's contradictory to scripture, then you know it's not of God. Uh, it's coming from somewhere else. And ultimately, if you connect the dots, it's the ploy of Satan himself. When uh, we get these thoughts that come externally and want us to do things that we know we shouldn't be doing. That is from the devil himself, Diablo, uh, because he, he's full of lies and no truth can be found in him. So before we close on this episode of life, I wanted to uh, give us some hope. I wanted to uh, leave it off with scriptures that would edify you. And I wanted to use the acronym LIFE, L-I-F-E. I want to use the acronym LIFE. And for the L, we want to look at the lordship of God. The lordship. Uh, Have you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior? I'm not just talking about lip service. But have you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior? Isaiah 42 and 8, where God is speaking. He says, I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not yield my glory to another or my praise to idols. So God is reminding us that he's a jealous God. And by jealous, we don't mean in a, in a capricious way. We don't mean that God is insecure. That's not what the scripture is talking about. God is saying, um, I want a marriage covenant with you. And in this marriage covenant, he's going to lead us. He's going to take care of us. He's going to speak to us and he's going to guide us. He's going to shepherd us and, and he's going to look out for our best interests. But in this relationship, we also have to do our part. We can't go around uh, following false ideologies, uh, false uh, theological views, uh, false worldviews, meaning that uh, you're in church but you're really not in church, meaning that you say you're a Christian, but you're really not uh, totally sold out for Jesus. Uh, You you claim to love God, but your actions are contradictory to his ways. So what are we saying? We're saying that if God is not number one in your life, then that means that you're worshiping something else. And that's something else. uh, You may not have recognized it as an idol, but it is. So if we're not totally sold out for Jesus, ask yourself this. What is it that I've replaced in, uh, or substituted in my life uh, for God? Remember, it's not just about you saying you love Jesus. We have to show that we love Jesus. So in order to fight Satan, we have to be wrapped up in God. We have to be wrapped up in Jesus. We have to allow him to deal with our psyche. We have to allow him to deal with our emotions. We have to allow the spirit of God to help us to resist a lot of these temptations. So perhaps your idol is sports. A lot of men have made sports their idol. So perhaps that's your idol. Now sports in itself is not bad, but if you're preoccupied with sports to the point that you're sacrificing your ministry, you're, you're sacrificing uh, your, your uh, alone time with God, you're sacrificing your consecration with God, you, you, you're sacrificing your Bible time with God, your, your study time with God. If sports is keeping you from those things, then sports may be your idol. 
Well, perhaps it's, it, your, your idol is not sports. Perhaps your idol is shopping. Uh, you're fixated on shopping. You're fixated on finding the latest coupons. You're, fix, you're fixated on buying another hat that you really don't need, perhaps another purse that you really don't need, or perhaps another dress that you really don't need, perhaps another suit that you really don't need, another towel, another sheet, another blanket, whatever it is, can that be your idol? And again, those things by itself there's nothing wrong with it. But if it's taking up your time, your alone time with God, your, your study time with, with, with God, your prayer time with God, if it's taking up a significant amount of your time uh, uh, for you to do those things and you're not able to be in ministry, you're not able to serve for God's kingdom agenda, you're not able to uh, grow in him, in God, then that could be your idol. So we all need to search ourselves. We all need to look at our lives. We all need to look at our, uh, uh, at our calendar to see how much time we're giving to God. And it's through this process that God is able to renew our minds, that God is able to fill us with wisdom. So when we are going through difficulties, we know where it's coming from. We know not to behave in a way that's contradictory to the will of God. So that's Isaiah 42 and 8. Then Matthew 4 and 10, as it relates to lordship, Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So when the Satan is trying to tempt Jesus, he fights back with it is written. Uh, And he basically is showing Satan that he, he is Lord. Uh, he's able to speak to him, get back and, and worship the, uh, the Lord, your God. And Jesus himself is Lord. And he's uh, basically regurgitating what Satan already knows, that Jesus is Lord. Uh, the, the I stands for immutable. Malachi 3 and 6. I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. So this verse is reminding Israel that God does not change. He doesn't change in his ontology. He doesn't change in his purpose. He doesn't change in his vows. He doesn't change in his ways. God does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And I'm thankful for that because if God makes a promise to us, it's not going to change. If, life is, if God is telling us that your life is worth it, he hasn't changed his mind. So this is why this concept of immutability is so important. Then uh, Hebrews 6 and 17, because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purposes very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. And that's what God did by sending Jesus. Jesus is the, uh, the bond uh, that demonstrates that God still loves us, and he was keeping his word by sending the Messiah. So he doesn't change, and uh, God keeps his word. He confirmed it with an oath. Then the F stand for faith. We got to have faith. You, we got to have faith. We can't always depend on our emotions. Emotions are notoriously unreliable. Sometimes I feel like this, then a few minutes later I feel like that. So if you feel like giving up, that doesn't mean you ought to give up. It's just a feeling. And it's, 
it, it, it's, it's ushered in by the whispers of Satan, as I said before. And sometimes the devil speaks through other people. Other people may be urging you to do something you're not, you know you're not supposed to be doing. Uh, stick with God. Have faith that he's going to work it out. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Now, again, this is conditional. Uh, God has to want to give it to you. Uh, it's not reverse. We don't come up with our request and God goes against his nature to grant us our request. That's not how it works. We pray, we meditate, we read, we study, and we ask for things that we know are within scripture. And if it's God's will, he will give it to us. Ephesians three sixteen through 17. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love. So all of that, right, all of the, uh, the abundant love that God shows us, all of the uh, charity that God wants us to demonstrate to our brothers and sisters, all that is rooted in faith. Do we have trust in God? Are we willing to uh, live and behave in a way that pleases God, even if we don't see the immediate, immediate situation changing? Are we willing to trust God through faith and, and walk like it's already been answered? That's very important. So when we talk about life, uh, that's what life is about as a Christian is operating in faith and trusting in God. Because now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Hebrews 11 and 1. And by the way, for those of you uh, who've been following us, uh, we have uh, uh, a blessing in store for you. The code word for this week uh, is eternal. Eternal. So uh, if you email us the word eternal, uh, you happen to be the first one to do so. Uh, you win a free gift from Sound Reasoning Ministries. Uh, it's our gift to you. Uh, when you email us, give us the code word eternal. Give us your name, uh, first and last name, and your mailing address, and we will get the gift to you. It is our, uh, our way of blessing you for listening. Uh, the last uh, letter is E in this uh, uh, LIFE acronym, 1 John 5.11. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this is life in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. So if you are listening and you don't know Jesus, I encourage you to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior so you can have abundant life. There's a difference between uh, life and abundant life. Uh, with abundant life come peace. With abundant life come joy. With abundant life comes uh, wisdom. With abundant life come all of the fruit of the Spirit. So we invite you to get to know Jesus. If, you, if you've already confessed Jesus, but your relationship is not where it ought to be, I encourage you uh, to talk to God and, and, and tell him uh, what, you, what you've been up to and apologize to him and repent of your sins. And he'll gladly welcome you back if you're genuine. So we all should want a greater level of intimacy with our God and our Savior. So that concludes our episode in our series on life. Uh, we thank you all for your prayers. Uh, if you'd like to be a monthly uh, donor, please go online and donate. We need your assistance. And then for those of you who like to 
uh, mailing your donation, P.O. Box 582-306, El Grove, California, 95758. Remember, to do for the truth what so many people do for a lie. God bless. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister, Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it, or did you only make it part way? I'm John Stonge, and I host a podcast that will make it possible for you to make it through the entire Bible, one chapter at a time. I've been hosting the Chapter a Day Audio Bible Podcast since 2015, and every single day of the week, I read one chapter of Scripture, then follow that up with a time of prayer. And if you're looking for daily insights and inspiration directly from God's Word, I hope you'll give the Chapter a Day Audio Bible a listen. You can find it at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.